Welcome, everybody, to the High on Soccer podcast with your hosts, myself, Dylan, and Jorge Martinez. What up, everyone? And Amat Tabaza. What is good, everyone? And we are the High on Soccer podcast team. Oh, yes, and we welcome are. back. And I want to just thank everybody in our community that you've packed, we passed 100 followers. You guys are the real OGs, and we thank you. 140 followers. Yeah. Yeah. And, climbing, and it's growing, climbing. and, you know, I'm glad you guys are enjoying the content. And more to come, more to come. Just like today, today, we're going to talk about something different. We're going to go down memory lane. And I'm talking about what is your favorite memory, your favorite game? Your most memorable game, Jorge. Tell me. Uh, my 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 most memorable or my favorite game. It's uh, it's got to be uh, I think it it was probably my first game ever. To be honest, first match I, I went to go watch live in a stadium. Uh, I don't remember how old I was, but uh, uh I I was really young. Uh, I was really young. Uh, I don't remember what year this was either. Um, but I was for sure like under six or like six years old, maybe around that age. And my parents were like, "Yo, do you guys want to go to a to a soccer game?" And uh, obviously, I was like, "Yeah, let's go," you know. And my brother did too. And I don't remember from my how old my sister was. So um, maybe I was a little older than six, actually. Not thinking about it, but but I was young. And uh, so my dad right away, uh, we're literally like, you know, like five minutes away from home. My dad turns around and he starts driving uh, uh, towards Titan Stadium. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's go Titans. Yeah. Cal State Fullerton, <laughs> former uh, attendees, attendees. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyways, so... So we're on our way. Uh, so we, uh, and, and at this point, um, I do. Yeah, I was living in Fullerton at this time, and um, and so we're heading towards the stadium, uh, towards or I should say towards Cal State Fullerton uh, to the stadium. And uh, I can't remember if it was Galaxy that was playing there or the Cal State Fullerton men's team. I, th- I think it was the men's team, to be honest, the Cal State Fullerton men's team. Uh, but it was against um, the. Uh, the professional Mexican uh, club known as Necaxa. Uh, at, you know, at this time they were playing in the in the first division in Spain, or it's not not Spain, <laughs> in Mexico. Yeah, bro. Uh. <laughs> Wrong country. But yeah, at this point they're playing in the first division in Mexico, and then so it was kind of a, it was a big deal, but it was like a friendly you know exhibition match because it was it was there at Titan Stadium in uh, in Cal State Fullerton, and I just remember like showing up and like sitting on like the cement like bleachers and just like just having a good time you know just hanging out with my family and watching some soccer and that was and, my first game and who won did the, did the strong titans win uh i'm pretty sure nick Oxon won because i think yeah. my parents were like yeah nick Oxon won but whatever because it was like against like the college name mm-hmm. but it was still really cool like it, maybe it wasn't against i don't know the point is it was, the yeah. point is, your favorite game and your most yeah. memorable game is you watching it here next door in Cal State Florida. Yeah, yeah. And I was with my family, you know. I think that's what yeah. made it memorable yeah. for me. It was my first, and it was my. I was with my family. It was cool, you know. It was, it was a cool, cool environment. And then after that, I've always, I've always loved going to the stadium since then. You know, like uh, thankfully, uh, this was before LAFC, so like I would go watch whenever like Mexican teams go to like uh, play against Galaxy and Carson. I would go to those games, stuff like that. 
Nice. And what about you, Ahmad? What is your most memorable game? So, there's a couple. Um, there's a couple of games. There's some that happened in the past, and there's some that, you know, happened most uh, recently. And uh, there's some that were good, good memories, and there's some that were bad memories. Now, uh, my first... As is life, philosopher. Huh? <laughs> what did you say? As is life, philosopher. Yeah, Ahmad. yeah. <laughs> so, um, the, first, the first game I remember is... Uh, so, the first two games that I actually remember happened back-to-back. So, the first one happened in the summer of 2002, and that was the final between Brazil and Germany. I think that might have... Like, that's the first game I remember uh, watching, and it was the World Cup final. I used to like Oliver Kahn, the goalkeeper for Germany, and uh, I also uh, liked Ronaldo at the same time. And uh, two months later, actually... This is R9, right? Yeah, R9. So uh, that was that was a very memorable World Cup for me, and then uh, the second game actually I'd say that this would this is probably like my favorite memory uh, of my uh, soccer games that I actually went to, considering what has happened in the past few years, and you know considering how how young I was when this happened in uh, 2002 I think it was September 2002, uh, Jordan was playing in uh, the West Asian Championship at the time and uh, you know they were playing the semi-final quarter-final they were winning games and uh, me and my dad used to watch those games uh, together and in the semi-final I told him if uh, Jordan actually wins this game will you take me to the final because the final was actually happening in uh, Syria Damascus is like four hours away from Amman the capital so uh, anyways on the day of the final on the actual like same day of the final the game was happening I think at four and uh, I go to my dad at his work at like 10 a.m. I'm probably like seven years old, eight years old. And uh, I tell him, uh, didn't you tell me you're gonna take me to the final if Jordan actually makes it there? And he's like, he looks at me in the eyes, he's like, you know what, man, just go get, go get the passports from the house and let's go. And then uh, I remember we take, we take a cab, we cross the border, we, we get into Syria, and we make it just about like 10 minutes before the game. Now, the game was happening uh, between uh, Jordan and Iraq, and uh, I think Jordan, Jordan lost at the... At the time, uh, the whole golden goal was still happening, so it wasn't uh, like extra time or anything like uh-huh. that. So Jordan lost by oh, okay. a golden goal. So this happened at the Abbasid Stadium in Damascus, and uh, I just remember that game because I remember Jordan played a hell of a game. The Prince of Jordan was actually watching the game over there. I saw him. And uh, I remember like the, my dad cut up a flag for me and I was wearing it. And like uh, basically oh, the, the Jordanian players came to, uh, like, came to the fans to, to ask us for flags so that they can, you know, like uh, wear it as uh-huh. they were. So like one of the players actually took the flag that I had and he was wearing it. And then uh, when we got back to Amman, to Jordan, uh, I remember like the next day I went to go get the newspaper and uh, there was a picture of my dad actually he had me on his like shoulders and I had the whole Jordan oh, thing with me dude, that's so sick. and then and then I still have I, I still have that uh, Mom, you have to find this you have to find it and then like we'll post it yeah so this is probably like my favorite memory because like it happened on the same day you know um you know and like considering what happened to Syria as a country Syria's like uh-huh. You know, I've I've always loved that country mm-hmm. with all my heart. I consider it just like my country. So considering the fact that you know 
the country has been going through war since like 2011 and how hard it's been to you know to go there i would have probably visited it like 10 times um, had the war not been happening so considering all that i'd say that that's my favorite soccer memory to be honest oh that's awesome bro yeah that's sick nice man that's beautiful honestly <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is honestly it is it is all right <laughs> for me my most memorable game for me was uh back in 2018 i decided to i wanted to go on vacation and i went to italy on my own so i went to italy and i said i have to find i mean i have to go watch a game with uh with cristiano ronaldo on juventus so um i bought a game but the only thing was it wasn't going to be at the home stadium of Juventus because during the time I was going to go, they weren't going to be at home in mm-hmm. Turin. So I went to this small town at the, like the northeast, the far northeast corner called Udinese or Udine is the city. Uh-huh. And I got there on train and it was this small town. It was really, really relaxed. Nothing really was going on. And... And then that's where I was going to watch the game. So when I got to the game, first off, I've never been to a game in Europe. So this would be my Damn, first game dude, in Europe. I was alone. I didn't speak the language. I didn't know anything. And as I'm getting to the game, I'm walking towards the stadium. I'm super confused what's happening. Everyone is like very chaotic, like organ- well, chaotically organized in a weird mm-hmm. way, getting into the stadium. Especially, especially that you look so Arab, you know. <laughs> Dang, man, are you trying to say? <laughs> I mean, what? It just, it just has to be pointed out. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did get stopped at the airport when I got to Venice. They did pull me aside and they were like, oh, where are you coming from? And all that kind of stuff. And I was like, really? This is the first time this has ever happened to me. Oh, come on, man. What's your real name? <laughs> Dude, that's, honestly, that's what I thought he wanted me to tell him. But uh, that didn't happen. So anyway, I get to the game. Um, I get inside. And I'm almost like 10 rows, no, like 7 rows away from the, the pitch. Damn, like the, This ticket cost sick. me like... $450 and honestly by the end of the story you'll know why it was like so special and it was worth it in my opinion so I was that close to touchline on one of the corner flags and towards the like 45th minute Cristiano Ronaldo well t- to start Cristiano Ronaldo plays on the left wing a lot right uh-huh. he was he right. started on our side and so I saw him all the time all the time really close and I'm like I've never seen Cristiano that close like he's a human being like oh my god he's a normal person like I see him on TV and look at him like a hero right Right. but he's right there you know doing his thing so and just about doing his thing he puts in a goal the stadium like because it's the opposing team for Uh Udine get sad but the Juve fans just get wild and they were on the opposite side of the of the stadium making noise making chants you know like all that kind of thing Ronaldo runs to the corner flag where I'm at and does this whole like thing, you know where he, you know yeah and, he, and it was awesome because I got a video of that I got uh, some photos of that 
and I've got to witness a goal of Cristiano Ronaldo that close and witness the whole European vibe because I think by the end of the game it was Juventus 3-1 to if I remember correctly so they were getting killed but the Dina fans kept going crazy like Jorge you know LAFC gets nuts right at the uh, what's it called the 3253 yeah, yeah. 3252 yeah 3252 yeah and in Italy these you know middle class like like middle rated club in the middle of Italy in a small town gets crazy for their team like like that kind of level if not a little bit more and it was so cool to witness that and uh, yeah seeing Cristiano score seeing Juve win being a part of that experience was great and then uh, the only thing that makes it even more memorable was I couldn't get a taxi or an Uber to get back to my hotel so I had to walk about 5 to like 10 miles to get to my hotel in the rain fuck (laughs) so that's another reason why I remember that because it was sucky honestly damn that that, that does suck (laughs) that's cool that's awesome, bro. That's that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's a that's a cool story. I remember, I actually I've only got to see Cristiano once, and it was in a friendly at the San Diego uh, Coliseum yeah. Stadium, and he scored three goals against uh, uh, Chivas, and that was actually on my birthday, I think, in uh, 2011. So July 16th, 17th, 2011. So that was a good a good time too. But uh, now uh, let's let's talk about finals that. Or games that uh, were memorable, but not necessarily, you know, not necessarily good memories. So I'm gonna start off with uh, talking about for two finals. Yeah, I'm gonna go for it. So I'm gonna start with the France Italy final <laughs> in 2006. Uh-huh. Now uh, that game, I remember it because Zidane, uh, Zidane, I think it was very clear that this was the last World Cup for him, and uh, it was a good French team. I used to love Zinedine Zidane at the time, and uh, him getting at the getting the red card in the final against Materazzi, for, and and the whole headbutt situation was a very memorable uh, game. And uh, also, the second final I would have to uh, talk about is uh, the Liverpool and Real Madrid final uh, in the Champions League. Now that's that's my most recent uh, final that I actually remember. Uh-huh. Why? The significance of it is actually really big if you think about it, right? From from many different angles. So Real Madrid versus Liverpool. Liverpool they were having a spectacular season, uh-huh. and uh, Real oh, Madrid yeah, yeah, was yeah. also having a good season at the same time too, and. Uh, that was probably Cristiano Ronaldo's last game with, with the club, the, the, that final. So that was it for Cristiano Ronaldo to start off with. And then for Mohamed Salah on, on Liverpool, that was a season when I thought for the first time in history, in Arab and in African, mm-hmm. actually besides George Weah, but an Arab player could actually compete for the Ballon d'Or, that Real Madrid and Liverpool final. Oh, I, yeah, that was the, I seriously uh, think because not only was Salah the best player in England that season, he won the best player in the, in the league, he won the top scorer, but also if he had won that Champions League and 
if he had been healthy to play those first three games in the World Cup with Egypt, mm-hmm. I think I think it really would have put him up for you know the whole Ballon d'Or competition because he was still top five, maybe third, fourth during that year, uh, outside of Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, and Luka Modric. So that specific final, I feel like it could have changed the course of of uh, history as far as like you know a player from the Arab world or a player from Africa winning it. So that's why I think that that final was uh, very, very significant. So uh, those those two finals are the most memorable for me. Yeah, that's when uh, Salah was like, had like a like a 30 goal season or something like that, right? It's just, it was insane. It's, it's not only that, it's, it's he, was, he, was, he lost that final. So, oh, it's horrible. So, I mean, I remember like that day, uh, me, my dad, we were like, obviously like we were keeping up with the whole season again. Never have I seen an air player get to that level of soccer, top score, you know, taking his team to that next level. Uh, the whole world was talking about Mohamed Salah in that season. And, you know, everyone said one season wonder or whatever, but that injury, which which obviously is a, one of those people, which, 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 which no player has scored more goals than him in the last four years. But as far as as far as the first season, I think. Forgetting, forgetting the last few seasons, I don't think he deserved a Ballon d'Or. But that first season, I think had Salah played through that final, I think he could have. I think Liverpool could have beat. Nah, uh, man. Real Madrid. He, he, dude, Ramos didn't do anything. He just, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, let's not tackle. forget that. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know if it, if Mo Salah enough would have been enough. That was the. That was when Carius had. Um, yeah, said, yeah, so I do agree a lot that, going that on. there was a, def- uh, a defense problem in, in yeah. Liverpool and there was also a goalkeeping problem, which they fixed the season afterwards and that yeah, made a difference yeah. too. But well, still, even if the goalkeeper was there, if they don't have that extra edge you know, in, in, in the offense, mm-hmm. it's still going to be hard to beat a team like Real Madrid. I mean, yeah. Liverpool's, Liverpool's offense completely died after after Salah had had to leave for injury. They were flat up front, and then but unfortunately... But just like I said, you know, it's, it's hard enough. to really, truly guess what could have happened because, again, so it's not only factors. the Champions League final, but it's also the World Cup. Egypt hadn't made a World Cup in 28 years, and Salah had actually helped them to go to the World Cup after, uh-huh. after waiting so long to not go. And then once they get that chance to to go to the World Cup. He has to be out the first two games against Uruguay and against Russia. Egypt lost 1-0 to, to Russia, uh, no, to Uruguay in, in like the 80th minute. Had Salah been there, could you say that maybe that game could have changed? Maybe. If, if, he, if he played against Russia, could that game He'll have been different? He'll get his chance at Qatar, man. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. But I'm just, we're talking about our, our memorable finals and that <laughs> final definitely is very memorable. Well, You're right. I, for me, I'd have to say... Uh, Chelsea. Oh, definitely. But which one? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, 2012, bro. 2012. Oh, okay. uh, Bayern at the Allianz Arena. Um, I was there in spirit. <laughs> uh, I was not there. I was in California. <laughs> For obvious reasons. Where, what, okay, better question. What bar were you at? Ah, oh, bro, I was like 19 at the time. Oh, damn. Yeah, Never mind. So I, oh, okay. I couldn't, that was that, later. Yeah, yeah. At that point, uh, but I couldn't couldn't get a bar. Uh, but um, but yeah, what was so memorable about it was just because like I mean I'm I'm a Chelsea fan and I just remember all season people everyone was like oh you guys suck and blah blah and that was a very difficult season it it was very it was 
it was one, a season that had a lot of ups and downs, a very much a roller coaster. Uh, halfway through, uh, Roberto Di Matteo came in and, uh, and and he was doing a good job, you know. What happened, to that guy? Dude, they didn't really give him much time. He was he's really just only a scared, an, huh? well. He was just an intern manager, and then after that, I, I don't know where he went. They ruined his reputation. Yeah, man. pretty much. <laughs> he won but, a Champions League and, and he lost and his that, career. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but after that, I just remember the. I think it was Napoli who Chelsea had in the semis and they were actually losing on aggregate and then they came back uh, I believe uh, obviously uh, to go through uh, but I believe that was a scenario and then um, obviously everyone remembers that game against uh uh, against um against Bayern, like how do you not remember that game against Bayern? That Dude, stacked Bayern team. You guys got lucky. I don't like, know. Like you, you know it was luck. It luck. Like bro. okay, but you had a young Mueller, a young Mueller, mm-hmm. right? Right. Okay. Who else did you have? You had a uh, a young Kimmich, I think. I don't think Kimmich was around back then, bro. Kimmich is like. I think. Cruz played there at the time. Uh, it was Cruz. Cruz was Cruz there. Played Javier there Martinez. Javier Martinez. Javier Martinez. Javier Martinez. And then uh, Ribery. Ribery. Robin. I think that's when they had uh, Mario Gomez. Yeah. Mario True. Gomez was still there. Yeah. Like, this team was stacked. Yeah, okay. they were stacked. Philippe Ribery. Philippe Legend. Who? Ribery. Rib- yeah, Ribery yeah. Ribery. was there. Ribery was there. And then Robin. Robin was there. Fucking Prime Neuer. Prime Neuer. Yeah. When he was like athletic, I love yeah. that. Crazy. I used, play, I, I used to play with that team in FIFA all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, basically, Jorge, we're trying to say that they should have lost that game. Yeah, they should have, but they didn't. That's right. That's what makes it so memorable. But dude, <laughs> that, that that was crazy. Everyone said, "Nah, Chelsea can't do it." And to be honest, yeah, like it. it Deserved the Ballon d'Or. That that was not that year. That was not that year because that was the year. That was the following year when they won the treble. Yeah. Uh, but this year, um, it was all about Chelsea, and, and that's what made it crazy. Just because like it was, it, dude, it was a tough game to 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 watch. Like, I, I I forgot what the exact numbers were, but I remember that. Uh, Bayern registered like a number of shots and I believe Chelsea's only shot on frame was that header from Drogba uh, off of that Drogba. one Mata cross from the corner <laughs> that Fernando Torres won mm-hmm. so like uh, and man I, I just and read Fernando Torres is considered a failure at Chelsea I, I don't I don't think I wouldn't consider I don't Fernando, think so Torres, either. Fernando Torres a failure because th- they won the Champions League like, like he yeah, did what he was supposed he to do. He did what he was supposed to do. He was it wasn't sexy at all. Not the Fernando Torres of Liverpool, but bro, he mm-hmm. got that goal to seal. Overrated. I don't. I don't think nah. Fernando Torres is overrated. Bro, at all. he's been there in big finals. He was Spain. He, the Spain. First time he's they a won big. He's a two, big game player. Euro Cup. Come on, yeah. man. Scores to six. Go ahead and pull them up, bro. All right. Are, you, are we gonna consider the injuries that he had too, dude? Yeah, it's, okay. and, it was important. Because if we if we talk about look at also how early he started his career, he the he was playing like professional soccer at like 16, 17 years old, I believe. Before he left Atletico Madrid, at like I don't know how old he was when he left. Very young though, he was already the captain. He was a captain at like nineteen years old. Yeah, like, man. Do during, not talk crap on Fernando Torres. Basically, what <laughs> happened to Fernando Torres is going to happen to Pedri. He's all right. I mean, like, okay, like, oh, like overrated in the sense where, like, I think, like, for example, Sambol Eto'o was, like, ten times better than him. I'm okay. not going to argue okay. anything yeah. on that. Well, you went, you yeah. went Eto'o. Like, yeah. Yeah. About, like, start, I think Vardy's way better than him. I think... Mm. 
the Vardy, okay, the thing with that Kerry King no. this way, but like I can name you like 20 strikers that I think are no, mandatory in the past in the past 20 years. I don't, I don't think, think so. Really? You don't I don't, think that there's 10, 20 strikers? You would take Harry Kane, prime Harry Kane over prime Torres? I'll take prime Torres. I'll uh, prime Torres. Prime Torres. I'll yeah. take prime Torres, dude. I'll take prime Torres. I'll, I'll, I'll had, take prime Torres. Torres, bro. Torres I think Torres. the game was played differently I back then. Yeah, it was a different game, but yeah. dude, where was Kane in, in the Euros? Yeah, his impact isn't as much as Torres. As I Torres, say Torres was a cold finisher, was. bro. Yeah, I, I. It's what Spain is now lacking desperately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I, you want to compare Torres to Atol? Then that's different. Yeah. I, I think Atol was. Atol was better. I, it's not that Torres is overrated. I think Atol was underrated in yeah. this sense. He was Atol, underrated. Atol was insane. Atol, yeah. I think, was disrespected a lot through his career. But I don't think Fernando Torres is overrated. I just think players like Atol are underrated. I think that's the issue there. Yeah. Okay. And, and then, okay. He, pl- he played for Chelsea, played for Liverpool, and I'm a Manchester mm-hmm. United fan. I appreciated his game from from a distance because I thought this guy's really good. He's insane. He was and one of those players that you were like, to me, he's kind of on the same list of like Drogba, where he goes down as one of those players that you're you just get scared just because of their just their ability. Their presence is their very. Their presence is it's, it's felt. It's felt. They in have a different a huge way, but it's presence. there. They have a huge presence because the kind of players that they are, and you have. I mean, Torres at Fernando Chelsea. Torres did, did have a higher peak than uh, a lot, a lot of strikers, even yeah. than uh, Terry Henry. And you thought we were crazy. I, I and Henry, were Henry, though, I will <laughs> say is like the best player. Two thousand seven. Bro, long hair Fernando Torres was a scary, absolute bro. killer. Uh, like that's scary. Two, three years. Like, it was about yeah three yeah. years. He's so very he's young. Year, yeah, then he well, got he, hurt. Uh, he got hurt. He had uh, a knee surgery, and after that, that's like when he went to Chelsea. And at Chelsea, he wasn't that same sexy Liverpool player. Again, but Chelsea he, kills careers. Yeah, basically, know. I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah, but, they've but killed yeah, a lot he, of players. But careers. he, I think he uh, he was worth the price tag simply because he he helped win the Champions League. He was pretty vital. In the end, he helped eliminate Barcelona. Uh, by getting that third goal uh, in the semifinals and then winning that, that header in the last minute or the, winning that corner in the very last minute from Juan Mata to go ahead and send that in and, and Drogba to put it in the back of the net and then go into OT. And then so the Premier, the Premier League uh, goal scoring ratios, just, just for everyone, so Fernando Torres is at 0.84, Terry Henry is at 0.73. Harry Kane's at 0.72 and Alan Scherer is at 0.71. Just to so give you... His, his, his goal scoring ratio is actually higher. It's really high, yeah. Lawyered. <laughs> the stats. Yeah. Anyway, um, That's besides the point, though. But, yeah, but yeah I, I think, like, player, there's a lot... Like, Fernando Torres is, is rightly rated. I think he's a great player. I, I think it's unfortunate what happened to him. I don't think he reached his full potential at all. Like, or, or I think that he could have... His peak could have been longer. But, I mean... I'm not sure if we would say that he played too many games when he was younger, but it's like it's just reminding me. I don't know, dude. The fact that like Pedri is like not taking a break, like it, it were it's worrisome. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I would give him a vacation yeah, if I'm dude, Barca. Just I, a forced 
go, don't do anything, uh-huh. relax. A good comparison is uh, is Rooney, dude. Rooney played so many games as a youngster, so many games, and and he didn't play late into his thirties. Not that he really needed to, right. but I mean. Ronaldo's well, the same age. Well, that's a different topic because <laughs> so now that you're bringing it up, we could talk about a lot of different yeah, things. Yeah, that's, that's a little different one. The only uh-huh. player in Liverpool that has a better scoring ratio than Fernando. Let me guess. Wait, 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 wait. Let me guess. It's um, it's uh, Mohamed Salah. You guessed it. Ooh. You already know. You already know. And he's not a striker. Yeah, so that's not a striker. So that's so a that's lot. Actually, uh, that's, and that's he has more assists. Yeah, anyway, I want to get away from this Liverpool disgust. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about my most memorable game. And it involves Manchester United, Ahmad. So oh, hater going to hate. But it's actually one that we lost. So, hey, man. We don't talk about the losses all the time, but this one, being that it came from the legend of Lionel Messi. Oh, man. This final, I think it was in London, Manchester United versus Barcelona. And we're talking about peak Barcelona. Xavi, Iniesta, Messi, David Villa was there. Uh, Sergio Busquets in his prime. Puyol still played. Pique at his prime. Like, Danny Alves at his prime like this was peak Barcelona and you still had the best player in the world and Lionel Messi and man did they whip Manchester United like I, I can't believe it they they did just it didn't they didn't know they didn't see it coming they didn't know what was happening to be quite honest there's that one point that I remember most where Messi had Paul Scholes closer to the right corner Oh, I know, I know. You, play. You, I know what you're talking exactly about. Exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I saw him get past him. I'm like, oh shit! Like, <laughs> oh, stumbling like all over the place. Uh, like, there's Bro, no, we have no chance here. Every time Messi name a hard drop, man. Dude, like, <laughs> this, this is when I was like, put this in Every perspective. Time he pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, put, put this in perspective, bro. Back then, uh, I was a. Cristiano Ronaldo fanboy, so I joined the war of like Chris- Messi versus Ronaldo, and I was on the Ronaldo side, so I hated Messi, right? Oh man! Like I hated Messi, so and I was still a Man United fan because of Ronaldo, and then so my his old team is playing the, his new rival. I was on it. I was like, damn, yeah, Messi ain't shit. He's not gonna do anything. He humbled me that game. Like I just realized, you know what, dude? It's all about the love of the game. That guy, that guy, he's a legend. He's mm-hmm. he's he's messy. He's the best player of all time, in my opinion. So oh, yeah. Yeah. to me that was the most memorable final that I really absorbed because there was nothing we could do to stop that team, let alone Messi. Had uh, Messi like Messi was just iconic and just prime at such a young age. Like, I mean, I don't even want to, like, say prime because, like, he 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 only got better, you know? And, and even in, in, in this stage in his life, like, he's, like... It's, it's, it's crazy to think that he's 34. Like, it doesn't even seem that he's changed his style of play. Like, he's just as efficient, as deadly, like, as he's good. He's even more efficient. He's even more... He's, like, smarter. You guys, we're going to talk about Messi. You're right. We're, we're still heartbroken here. Uh, I know. After we can't Messi. stop talking about Messi. I know. We get to it, but we're talking about games. You're yeah, right. we, we and, gotta go and then with all that being said, everybody, and on that terrible disappointment, 
<laughs> we are out. Later, guys. See you, See you next time. Thanks for vibing, everyone.